You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It had 33 points in the win. Heat over the Kings, 115-106. to Miami snapping a seven-game losing skid. Wins for the Clippers, Cavaliers, Bulls, Pelicans, and Magic. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into a Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number. We take your phone calls the first 30 minutes of the show and uh, the entire 8 o'clock hour. No guests the 8 o'clock hour. So uh, look forward to having uh, hopefully some phone calls in the show today. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1 and the email address for our show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download the app, do your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. You got Alabama basketball uh, this Saturday at 7.30, so if you're not going to be in town, just pull the app up and you can listen to uh, Chris Stewart and Brian Passick uh, right there on the app in Alabama with a humongous comeback win last night. We'll talk a lot about that throughout the show. Before we get started, though, we want to thank our great sponsor of this 7 o'clock hour of all the colors. Yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice. If you're going to build... Build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is close to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Justin Jones behind the glass uh, with this morning. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. Uh, I want to thank um, Bryant Bank for being one of our sponsors today. I always want to thank Jimmy and Yellowwood. Uh, Yellowwood is absolutely, I've, I've watched them put that project, project projects together. Uh, many years ago, and uh, certainly uh, Brown Bank is uh, a bank that I've traded with for a long, long time. We'll talk about them a little bit more today. Last night, uh, a little bit of a surprise over the last two nights of, of basketball in the SEC. They had four four road winners in Alabama, Arkansas, uh, Florida. Went in and beat uh, Kentucky 94-91. South Carolina had beaten Tennessee the, the night before. And Arkansas played a little bit better against a Missouri team that can't beat anybody. Uh, Nelson and Nelson um, hit, hit two big threes. Uh, Georgia has a, a tendency of getting way ahead of everybody and can't close it. But uh, gotta give Alabama a lot of credit for coming back and staying with their stuff. And and um, Sears is very difficult to guard. You just unless you guard him the right way, you can't guard him. So Sears scored and kept him in the game. And um, unfortunately, Georgia kept their own self out of the game by having 19 turnovers. But anyway, good win for Alabama. Auburn plays. How about, how about this one, folks? Auburn plays 15 people last night against Vanderbilt, uh, and they win. Uh, Vanderbilt has not won. We have six teams in the league who are have losing records uh, of the four, of the ones that we have. So uh, we have a lot at the top, and Alabama 
leads away at seven and one. Um, I can not going to tell you everything that's going to happen. I keep up about as close as anybody does. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens there. And uh, but it was uh, a good night for Alabama coming back. I was shooting and A and M did not play this this Tuesday this Tuesday and Wednesday. And so there, there we're standing right now. With uh, Pringle did not play a problem disciplinary action. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with him. Uh, I didn't didn't try to find out, but uh, did not did not make the trip. So that hurts him a little bit inside. T.R. Dunn's birthday, uh, as you know, I recruited for university. He was a great great player for us. He he went on and played 16 years in the pros. Uh, y'all, the Big 12 has got 16 teams for their football schedule. To me, you ruined the rivalries. Um, and Herbstreet talked about the uh, way football was hurting a little bit. 16 teams were trying to make rivalries out of them, and that, they don't play each other once every so many years. Tennessee and Virginia uh, have sued uh, the NCAA over the NIL rules. So everybody is suing everybody. Everybody's lowering up. We'll see what happens there. Terry Beasley. There'll be some who will remember Terry and some who won't. Terry Beasley and Pat Sullivan, one-two combination. Terry passed away yesterday or the day before. He was from Montgomery, a great player at Auburn. He was 73. Uh, sorry to hear about Terry. Of course, Pat, we've lost Pat. I, I visited with his wife several times since Pat uh, passed away. She's a nice lady. Um, Nick tees off today at, at Pebble Beach, and he said it's an uh, exciting time for him. I'm sure it will. Uh, Alabama has hired a TCU recruiting coordinator. I think he's an analyst that stays up in the and does not get on the field. I could be wrong about that, but I, I think he. I think that's what he is. Um, UAB won last night, eighty-two seventy-nine, uh, knocking you know at North Texas, which is a good win for them. And uh, Auburn has hired, as I mentioned yesterday, a GM from LSU. Everybody now is getting them a general manager. <laughs> Poor old Cedric's not going to be the—he's not going to be the hot, hot dog right now. So uh, getting them big time general manager to run the pro gone quite different. That's all I got. All right, explain this to me uh, about the AT and T Pebble Beach program. So it's played at Spyglass and uh, Pebble Beach Golf Link. So will they play one course today? And one course tomorrow. Then what do they do over the? Then the obviously the uh, amateurs go away. How does that work on the weekend? Uh, I think they. I think they they alternate each day. I think, but I could. I don't want to tell somebody wrong. But I think they alternate each day. And I forget who they play. Who who plays where on the last day? But they all play at the same place. Of course, on Look the last up day. For us, Justin, so we can because I know Nick Dunlap's teeing off at twelve twenty one today, uh, and there's you know like eight people teeing. Also, I'm sure it's four on one course and four. Well, on that's of course that's out. It's twelve twenty one our time, so it's two hours difference. Yeah. Uh, what what do we got here, Justin? So. This is from PGATour.com. It says each professional is paired with an amateur partner for the first two rounds. The first two rounds will be contested across Pebble Beach Golf Links and Spyglass. Each Pro-Am team will play one course Thursday and the other course Friday. All right. And then what about the weekend? Do they alternate the courses on the weekend or does everything? uh... I'll need to keep looking in here. But what I think is they're going to on the last two days, just play Pebble Beach. Okay. There's a nice article on ESPN.com about Nick Dunlap, and uh, he kind of talks about uh, everything that changed here 
uh, for him in the last week, you know. Uh, Blood pressure. Blood you know, pressure. That uh, he's still trying to figure thing, everything out. He played with uh, Scotty Scheffler and those guys in a practice round and really been leaning on those guys uh, just to kind of how to handle things. Uh, obviously, his, his caddy, Hunter, has a full-time job, so they're trying to figure all that out as well. <laughs> so everything oh, right just now. came right at him so fast. But it was a no-brainer, right? He had to, had to do it. Well, sure. You tee that thing up, Barry, with that wind blowing and, 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 and they playing back there in the back, and it it is – and it's some pressure on you and, you, and the expectation factor for you mentally. Uh, you know, people want to say you're a one-hit wonder, as, as some people have been in golf. But uh, it's uh, going to be very interesting for them. And regardless of what happens, whether it's great or just in between or poor, uh, it's been a great experience for him. And he'll, 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 that will really uh, bolt him through to really continue to play well. You know, it's. Uh... And Justin's got it's pretty neat, you know. We get so close, like to uh, Justin Thomas, a guy who's been uh, terrific on the PGA Tour. Now a guy like that, it gives you something to watch. It, 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 it's interesting to people here locally what Nick Saban did with this football team, what Nate Oates is doing with this basketball team, the Bronze Bomber, what he did. About, so there's been a lot of great things come out of this community here that people get to watch in, in, in different sports. Yes, Justin. Yeah. yeah. Justin, we get it on the Golf Channel today. I think it's on ESPN Plus is what it's oh, on today. Okay, I got that. Um, I think you're right, Barry. I mean, especially watching golf, you can root for the guys you like. Of course, we like for me, for example, I like to root for Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, of course. But when you have that extra level of care, like an Alabama guy, yeah. you know, it's so much more fun and more entertaining because you're you connected to him and you're pulling for him more. But like I said, just to confirm, both the last two days will be played just the Pebble Beach, and of course, there's no cut in this event. Yeah, so uh, I think. Somebody said, I guess the the least amount he can make is like two hundred thousand or something. Maybe we'll have to double check that as well. But uh, anyway, uh, Nick Dunlap will tee off uh, at twelve twenty one today. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, people watching that here locally. Oh, pressure. <laughs> cool. But I think he's built for it. Oh, uh, sure. I'm I'm not complaining about it. I'm just say, I'm just saying I'm proud of a guy that can go out there and. And do that, and do what he did. Uh, it's amazing who the people he beat, um, you know, the other day. And now he's he's they're playing in Pebble. Is uh, and you have to know Pebble some, and boy, the practice rounds help you so much. Yeah, he said the only time he'd ever played it was when he played it on his video game. So he said it was yeah. like surreal standing out there actually looking at it. But played a practice round with Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns. He's been leaning on those guys. He's trying to decide, does he keep his classes this semester, or has he just drop all those? Uh, Nick, just drop the classes. Come on. Drop the classes. Let's play some golf. Uh, don't be worried about no classes. Classes. NILs quit classes. Yeah, we don't need the classes. Uh, right, Justin? No class. Not time to be writing no papers and stuff. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 or Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, give them a call today. 205-391-0034. I see you, Philip. We'll get to you when we get back. This is Tide 100.9. This is the home of Alabama Sports. 
traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a stalled vehicle westbound 2059 just past Highway 11 in Vance. It is on the shoulder of the road, though. No lanes blocked, and we are noting any additional backup there. In fact, 2059 is moving very well from Foster's out to Cottondale, the drive along McFarland Boulevard, and 69 up from Hale County. You're in good shape there as well. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Thursday morning. Today is National Unclaimed Property Day, and State Treasurer Young Boozer is reporting the state is holding more than $1 billion in unclaimed property. $47 million were claimed this past year, and Boozer urges Alabamians to visit treasury.alabama.gov to search for their name, name of their business, or family members. Every search, he says, is free. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's free. Don Hartley Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside. The Nissan Super Sale is underway right now with instant savings from two to $10,000 on most in-stock units. No reasonable offer refused. Shop Townsend Nissan today. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was two coaches, Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at you. When you see it. More importantly, when she sees it. FincherandOsman.com. McFarland Boulevard between Edgar's and local routes. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A nice warm-up today with a sunny sky. The high at 60, mostly clear tonight, the low 38. Then very pleasant weather tomorrow and Saturday. The sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs in the mid to upper 60s between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southernwood. Want to build the five-star backyard? Only one choice. That's Yellowwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline. Good morning, Philip. How are you? Morning. Well, I'm, I'm feeling better. It's been a rough week, but um, I tried to watch the game last night, and um, I had to give that up. It was 14 to two when I when I gave it up. I just couldn't hang with it, and I was astounded to uh, see that Alabama win that game last night based on the little bit that I saw. So that was a big win for, for the team on, on the road, and uh, and they had a lot of adversity. Pringle was um, suspended, I believe, and I think they had a player that was that was sick. Alabama had a player that was sick, and so they overcame a lot because that, that was a rough start. Woo. Yeah, it actually got to 17-2, to but you know, 
When there's certain teams that you don't feel like they're out of it, even when they get down that big, the way they play, they can get back in a game. Uh, and, and I think Georgia realizes that well. They're trying to get it to the end and get it over with. And Alabama just kept chipping at it, chipping at it, chipping at it. Uh, and those kind of teams scare you because they're hard to finish because once they hit a little run uh, shooting the ball, they can get back quick. And, and they didn't quit, and they ended up, what a big win to come back and get that game last night. It, it really was. And uh, I, I, looked, I got up early this morning and um, I looked at the stats and, and Grant, Grant had a huge flurry yeah. uh, there at the end that, that really propelled the team and, and uh, helped, them, helped them get the W. And, of course, uh, Sears had a big um, – he had a couple of big three-pointers there towards the latter stages, too, that, that uh, helped out quite a bit. Do we know what's up with Pringle? Uh, coach said that uh, it wasn't anything off the court. Uh, I don't, I don't think he's practicing very hard. Uh, I think they probably warned him, and I think they're just maybe has an attitude in practice is kind of what I read between the lines. It didn't sound like it was in the, anything off the court. And coach just said he got to decide whether he wants to uh, do it our way or not. If he doesn't, then and I, I kind of respect that. If the guy's not playing hard, doing what you want him to do in practice. Sit his booty down. They didn't, they didn't even take him on the trip, I don't think. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, and the, and the football team is busy with these hires. I kind of like it. It's uh, um, they're, they're not sitting around uh, watching the daisies grow. They're, they're busy. Yeah. Um, I know Coach and the uh, defense coordinator are down in Mobile. There's video of them down there. And, and that, you know, <laughs> when you – see the Alabama football coach pull up, it's like a rock star getting out. Uh, (laughs) How long will that take him? They got cameras following him everywhere, analyzing every move that he makes. Uh, How long does it take a guy to get used to something like that, what's going on here now with Coach DeBorger? You know it's completely different than what was going on in Washington. Yeah, to a big degree, but I think he's going on. I think he'll live with it. He's got a good good feel about himself and I think he knows exactly what he wants to do and he's doing it behind the scenes and you know it's it's going to be fine a day game will be big because people are wanting to see everything and they're not going to get to see everything because you know it takes a while to put in what you want put in uh, you've got um, a new quarterback coming in from Washington to go and you're losing one that's just been practicing with him for a long time so you, uh, you've got of course Milrow and you're in good shape there but I think I think, uh, I think it's He's going to do a good job. Yeah. Phil, you, feel, you don't sound good, man. Oh, man, I got COVID. I got, it just wrecked me. I, I missed my first day of work that I've missed. I bet I think I've missed in eight years. And, um, wow. It, it's, it, uh, it's been rough. But I felt like talking to y'all today to try to get back to normal a little bit and just make myself mentally feel somewhat better. And I appreciate you taking my call. Well, thank you, Philip. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Philip don't sound good. Uh, so um, get, get get well there. COVID's kind of coming back. All right, let's, uh, you know, Coach DeBoer was down there. Justin just sent me some clips. Uh, let's, let's play that one on the install at a new place uh, there. Uh, what Coach DeBoer had to say about that. We haven't heard from him a ton because he's been working. Uh, let's hear what he said about that uh, down in Mobile yesterday. Yeah, I think, first of all, from a coach's standpoint, you just jump all in. And, uh, 
you know, as far as getting to know the guys and uh, the relationships. Uh, and I think that's what you ask of your players, too, is not try to wonder and, and second guess in any way. Um, and if they brace, embrace uh, what we are going to bring to them, uh, you know, we can make these strides uh, very quickly in the, in the weeks and weeks ahead. All right, then, uh, well, let me, you know, he talked about how the guys are back here and they're working out. Uh, then there are some, I know the center, uh, the, the backup quarterback are here, and I know some of the guys are probably talking to those guys about Coach DeBoer and uh, their offensive coordinator, of course. Uh, but to have a have a great strength coach that you trust, and I think these guys have spent some time together. They're spending a lot of time with these players uh, now, and maybe you were, you know these assistants are all gone. You hadn't heard anything about the analysts, so I don't know what he's doing with the Charlie Strongs and those kind of guys there. But how important is that strength coaches back here to get these guys working? And coach will they come off the road next week and they'll be able to finally be able, be here and dig in with these players that are actually here? Well, you know, it's going to be different because uh, whatever they have done, you know, at Washington, they're going to be doing. Uh, some of the same things at Alabama, but some of the things different. Uh, the weather's going to be different. And strength coaches, it's pretty important for, you know, as hard as you work, if you're willing to work hard in, in trying to get uh, get stronger and get better, then you're probably going to be a pretty good player. And uh, your strength coach can give your coaches a good idea of where, what about this kid that's, that's, that's come into work. And that's going to be huge, I think. Yeah. Um all right, uh, Justin, let's uh, – and he's probably going to be asked this a bunch, uh, but he says there's only one Nick Saban, uh, which you'll have to discuss Nick Saban all the time. Let's, let's hear what Coach said about uh, Coach Saban. There's only one Coach Saban, and uh, there's, there's different ways of doing it to be successful. Uh, we will wanted to uphold those uh, traditions and, and all those things that have made this place uh, special. But, uh, you know, everyone will have their own fingerprints on it when it comes to what we do offensively, defensively, and obviously myself as head coach. All right, now he talks about that. Uh, there are some traditions at Alabama. I don't think he's talking about on the field, uh, the style of play and those things. He's going to do what he wants to. But what does he mean when he says you want to uphold the traditions? Uh, like I don't think he wants to come in here and change the uniform and things like that. You know, that that would not be good. So when he says traditions, what does he mean by that? Well, I'm not sure. I think the uniforms and the way they go about things is important, the way they travel. Uh, the way they get themselves prepared, the, the great facilities that they have, uh, certainly that is big. Um, I, I just think the way their their players act uh, is big. You know, you got you, you, we don't, they don't have a bunch of fighters, a bunch of troublemakers, a ton, bunch of guys who get to the press conferences and don't do a very good job. They're, they're the kids there are the right kind of people and that that. That's the tradition, I think, for Alabama football. Yeah. Uh, Justin, anything you think tradition-wise? Like, you know, uh, and then I'll ask you, when, when Coach Perkins came in, was that a good idea to take down that tower? Was That a, that was kind of – Well, I don't know that it was. I think uh, I think he really wasn't going to use it. He's going to be on the field with them. Um, I think he, he did it in a way that uh, he wanted, to, wanted people to say, see that things were going to be different. A little bit different that they they were and uh, when Ray came in he he uh, he was a matter of fact 
from everybody from the coaches to the guy who drove the bus to get them to the airplane. Uh, he just was. He was He was a matter-of-fact guy. The personality of, of the guy that comes in is uh, the one thing you have to do, and Coach has done it, uh, Coach DeVore has done it, you have to be darn sure that uh, you say nice things and he that's and, and and not be phony. He's not about your the, the guy that you're taking his place. Uh, yeah, that you know you want you know it's it's not I'm going to show you we can do what what he's been doing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's more about what has been done and and the abilities that you have to make that continue. Yeah, uh, Justin, I think tradition wise here uh, that you feel like hey. Put your stamp on it. Just don't touch. Don't mess with that. Uh, and I'm saying uniformed. I think that's kind of oh, kind yeah, of Alabama. Don't, don't touch the uniform. Anything else uh, that, that there's a tradition? I mean, you got to do the Walk of Champions the same. That's not going to change. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the traditions evolved just around Coach Saban's routine. Like you expected Coach to come out and do his lap around the field before every single game. Yeah, I don't there's think he has to like keep that. those kind of things. No. And I don't think he has no. to. You know, I, it'd be interesting to see, you know, Coach had the one voice where you never heard from the assistants. Uh, and that was his way of, he only wanted one message out. Bill Belichick. Yeah, now I'd have to go back and look at Washington. I imagine that Coach DeBoer, if, if he was letting the assistant speak at uh, Washington, he's going to let him speak here at Alabama, right? He's not going, he won't change that, will he? Yeah. I don't think so. I, you know, I, I I think about the guys who are coming in. I also think about Tommy Reese and guys that are going out. Uh, it, it's a this is a two way street. And as I said yesterday, and brother, it's so true. When you bring a family in, I know this is not the tradition answer to what you've asked, but uh, when you bring in coaches and their families, um, the majority of them are going to be happy. The weather's going to be different. It's going to be fine for them. There are going to be some that are saying, mm, this is quite, you know, and so you get you get one or two, maybe it's unhappy. It's, it's, a, it's a learning experience on the field and away from the field because you got to walk in the house with those, as wife and those kids and, and things got to be good for you to be good as a coach. Little things like that are huge. <laughs> yep. All right. We'll take this break. We want to thank, we got a new sponsor. I'm going to try to get, I've been dealing with uh, Michelle Smart. Uh, she's the vice president and director of marketing over at Bryant Bank. And uh, they do an absolutely outstanding job at Bryant Bank. And Dad, I know you've uh, had your money there for, 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 years. for, for a long, yeah. long time. But uh, if you're tired of those mergers, notice letters from your once local bank. Bryant Bank is a headquartered in Tuscaloosa since 2005 and remains committed to the state of Alabama. Tuscaloosa isn't just another market. It's their home. So get to know the Bryant Banker at all four locations. At Bryant Bank, community service is just in line of the mission statement. It's who they are because, after all, Tuscaloosa is their home. Get to know your Bryant Bank today at one of the four local locations here in Tuscaloosa. We'll, we'll talk all about their businesses that they have there, the mortgage department. We look forward to having people on from Bryant Bank from time to time. But, Dad, they've always done a great job for you as well, correct? Well, they certainly have. I've had there. They have several banks in Birmingham for people that are listing here in this area and also the four banks, as Barry has mentioned, in Tuscaloosa. You know, I always feel like that you need a bank, but you also need a banker. 
You need a guy that can help you. When you walk into Bryant Bank or what I do and everybody else does, they'll once you once you get to to know and know them, they'll know you by first name, and you'll have a banker there and somebody that can help you. So, uh, Bryant Bank, uh, Paul Junior's done a great job in establishing that a long time ago. Got a lot, a lot of banks around the state of Alabama. To our, for to our for our listening audience, Birmingham certainly has a lot, and also uh, Tuscaloosa has the four. All right, Tuz, we'll look forward to uh, building a relationship with those guys uh, throughout the year. Or shop at over 2,000 stores nationwide. Use the store locator to find the store closest to you. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also... Tuscaloosa is blessed to have such an excellent team at the Madison Cancer Center. Great things are happening at DCH. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Pretty Pine from Great Southern. We appreciate these guys being the great sponsor on Inside the Locker Room. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. He's the owner of the BigSpur.com. He's got the Chief Sports Net uh, app where they do their podcast. Uh, he and Mike Morgan have a podcast they do uh, just about each and every week. Um, He's also just recently married, uh, so I'm, sh- I'm sure that's going great. He's learned to say, yes, ma'am. Uh, J.C. Sherbeth, good morning, J.C. How are you, buddy? J.C., good morning. Good morning, guys. Good to be with you today. Right up. South Carolina basketball. Wow. 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 Uh, uh, J.C., now listen to me. I-, I keep up with it better than anybody you talk to. If you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, the ones that you're supposed to beat. That's hard to do. The only ones you got the only thing you got, you've got Auburn on the road and you've got Florida and Tennessee at home of the major major teams. Yeah. Man, y'all are playing great. Are you coaching them? <laughs> no. No, it's uh I, I you know, I think I was wrong about Lamont Paris. I think last year he had a team <laughs> he could not coach his way. Because yeah, he, he had G G and then those guys but I mean, it looked it, it's it's Wisconsin basically. It's what what they did at Wisconsin all those years, and um, I think if you're South Carolina and you've tried everything else, and it's been 20 years, you've been to one NCAA tournament. Hey, go be boring but win games. I mean, and, and it's not that boring. I think you know it's it's. I like you know pass. They pass the ball around. They shoot the ball okay. I mean, a defense sometimes is boring in college basketball, but. They beat the defensive master at his own game the other night because I've seen Rick Barnes teams over the years win a lot of games like that. <laughs> and uh, so they are playing well. And um, no more Alabama. They don't have to play Bama again. They don't have to play Kentucky nope. again. It's just at Auburn here in a couple of weeks. And then the Gators Tennessee. come in and uh, and Tennessee toward the end. So that's uh, – Well, you had a great coach that left you. And I, 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 won't, I don't want to – 
then y'all got in the final four a long time ago. But, uh, this sure. this is a, a good renewing for you, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I, nothing, yeah, I love Frank Martin. I always will. Yeah. I pull for him at UMass. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a surprise. But, uh, you know, this guy kind of came out of left field. And, um, hey, 18-3 and three and up toward the top of the league. And, you know, looking towards the – I mean, those NCAA tournament versus Barry can tell you that South Carolina don't happen very often. So, uh, I'll take it. Yeah, tough to uh, come by. Uh, let's talk uh, football. Uh, Coach DeBoer is here. He was down at the, in Mobile uh, yesterday. Penix, his quarterback from Washington, is there. But he's uh, learning what it's like to be the Alabama football coach. People follow you everywhere you go here. Uh, just your thoughts about what you've seen. They've kind of stopped the bleeding with the portal. They've picked up some guys. They got the the must get out of Sarah land so there's been some positive momentum going here at JC with Alabama football absolutely uh, I think so and you know when you and I, and I think we're going to see this and you know and, and I I keep saying until they fix it they're not going to fix it I'm, I'm I'm just tired of saying that uh, I think that um you know we're going to see this with at any program with any kind of change you're going to see massive departures and then you're going to have to backfill. And, and I think, I think the focus for fans probably is going to end up evolving, uh, rather than the mass panic we see when guys leave, it's going to be like, well, how are you going to fix it? You know, just go get somebody else. And if you're a great program with a good coach that knows what he's doing, you'll be able to do it. And so, uh, I think that's good. I think, um, it's got to be a little weird for Bama fans because, 17 years is a long time, and you're kind of used to that consistency while every other school in the league, your in-state rival, you know, they're cycling through coaches. Um, so it's got to be a little bit different, but uh, I do think Greg Byrne hired uh, one of the best X's and O's coaches, uh, one of the most proven winners in all of college football. I mean, I think he's one of the best coaches in college football. So uh, that's kind of Greg's track record when you look back. Uh, he doesn't really care about name. He just goes and hires the best coach. It's worked out for him most of the time. Yeah, it has. So, um, you know, I think there's uh, something to be said for that. And uh, the trust in your athletic director and not chasing names, chasing results. And I think that that's, uh, that's a very positive thing. I mean, look, I was thinking about this the other day. Michigan State and Washington. Washington probably in the last half centuries accomplished more in terms of championships, championship appearances. But Michigan State and Washington are kind of the same program. Uh, and he did much better at Washington than, than Nick Saban did at Michigan State uh, before he went to LSU and just started lighting the whole SEC on fire. So if, if you want some comfort in that, you know, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good comparison there. I'm not saying he's going to have the same success as Coach Saban because it's hard to replicate that anywhere. Uh, you can ask Georgia. I mean, it, they, they, they're good. They haven't replicated it. I mean, not the consistency, and they couldn't beat Bama in, in the in the dome over there for some reason. Um, so, um, you know, but but hey, different, not quite as good. That can still be an awful lot of fun as we move into an expanded SEC, and this thing kind of becomes like a mini NFL every week. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts about Tennessee. Um, what's going on there? You know. Uh, they wanted Pruitt out, so they turned on Pruitt, and they were trying to find as much dirt on he, him as they could to get him out and not have to pay him. 
This situation is different. They're backing the people there. They're backing the administration is dug in, and they're going to support Tennessee. Uh, but, you know, when this thing came out and this guy was going to get $8 million before he even got there, it stunk. Uh, I think everybody's got their eyes on this one, J.C., because I think this might slow some of this stuff down. What are your thoughts about what's going on here? This thing could topple the entire NCAA, I think. Um just when you look at who's involved, attorney generals getting involved. I mean, and that's the big problem in Indianapolis right now. Anytime they try to do anything, lawyers and politicians get involved. Yeah. Uh, according to their own self-interest. And, um, and look, I see both sides. I thought it was awfully bold. Those fire sports people, when this first started coming out with the NIL, they're in their orange blazers in a private jet going flying into California to meet with recruits and, you know, then you hear the $8 million thing. I thought that was preposterous to pay that guy that much. Uh, but then it's come out later, you know, for the Florida situation was embarrassing. But I, I just thought they were all, like, they, they get a lot of credit in the NIL space for being kind of at the forefront of it. But I thought some of the things they were doing, some of the interviews they were giving, that was awfully bold, right? Because uh, they kind of just skirted on that edge of, we are paying players to come to Tennessee. <laughs> and, um, but I... They're smart guys. They're they're a bunch of lawyers. So I'm assuming they have paperwork to back all this up, and it, and it wouldn't. It's not going to hold up in court. And so I see their side of it because the NCAA has been so hit or miss with guidance and rules, and it changes every day. You know, how is that fair that you're going to come and retroactively interview or, or investigate somebody uh, when when you don't even know what your own rules are, and they change every day? So, the, so that's well, not fair. The problem, the problem you have is that you can't you can't define in NIL. Yeah. you can't define it, and and when you it's can't undefinable. Yeah, uh, that's right. And when it's not definable, uh, you know they acted like you know when they jumped on Florida State. I thought that was stupid. Uh, yeah. Florida State was doing a lot less than everybody else. They want to jump on on them. I just I think we got I think we've got a lot of big shots now at the NCAA. New people former governors and so forth, they're trying to make rules. And uh, while they're trying to make them, everybody's cheating. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no, I mean, and, and the, the rules aren't ironclad. And then, then you have different state laws that, yeah. su- that, that supersede the NCAA. I mean, it's a mess. And they, uh, they really, I, you know, the time to have gone after Tennessee would have been when it was actually happening two years ago. You know, they, you sort of look at like that collective and, and they were very bold and active about two years ago. But since then guys, I mean, you kind of don't hear much about them anymore. And so you're going to retroactively go try. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's, it's, um, it's grandstanding. And I also think a lot of it, if you dug into it, is probably based on media reports. And, and look, do I believe that he got 8 million? Yeah, I believe that because the athletic reported it and, they have a system with editors. It wasn't just some blog, right? But do, do I believe for a second that when you dig into it, that, that it, it doesn't follow the letter of the law with the rules and all that? No, I, I think these guys are way too smart. This isn't Florida where that crap happened. They're getting investigated too, and rightfully so because it's amateur hour down there. But these guys at Tennessee, I, they're real sharp, and I, I would be shocked like I said, they're attorneys. So I would be shocked if there wasn't like an ironclad paper trail 
that, that like you go to a court of law and not a kangaroo court like the NCA has, it's going to get shot down. There's going to be injunctions, cease and desist. And like I said, this may dismantle the entire enforcement apparatus to the point where it becomes even more of a free-for-all, guys, because what they're suing for is for there to be inducements, like publicly, like, like, like hey, look, we, we, we need to be able to offer kids NIL money to come to our school. I mean, that's what they're suing them for. And if a judge says, yeah, we, you, you, don't, you can't enforce these rules, my God, it's even more of a crazy free-for-all. Well, I'm pulling for the NCAA in this one. Uh, well, yeah. I, I think it's a free-for-all right now. I, I, and I, nobody I, knows what they can and can't do. And, you know, you, you some universities, the AD and the presidents are really aggressive, and some of them, they're, they're like, really scared. And so they they got to have some rules in place where everybody's at least knows what, what they have to follow. I, I think the Chip Kelly idea – is coming into focus. I think that this has gotten way out of hand with everything from conference expansion to TV money to you got West Coast teams in the ACC now. Uh, if you want to save college football, you got to break it off from the NCAA. You've got to establish your own rules and collectively bargain with the players, make sure they get their money put a salary cap and structure in place for competitive purposes, which is legal, and go from there. Now, unfortunately, you you got to figure that out. And see, you've got all these egos in these conferences. You know, the, the ACC guy's not going to want to go work with Greg Sankey. You know, uh, God forbid the big, they decide with the, the, is the Big Ten or the SEC running it. You know, it's just um, it's crazy. Heck, I, I think Nick Saban would be a good good person to be be the commish but um oh, you know i just uh who, who I, I, that I, job? yeah i mean you go back you go to 64 teams eight divisions uh that are regionally located you rotate your schedules everybody ends up playing everybody over the course of how many years anyway and then you have playoffs and, and it's just like a mini nfl um and and i think that would get some common sense back to it but i mean there's gonna be a lot of fighting and <laughs> you know because like Coach said, who, who runs it? Who owns it? Who makes the money? I mean, are the networks going to get behind that? I mean, they're the networks are the ones sitting there, you know, counting their money. So I, I, I think all of this is inherently bad. The solution is going to be seismic change and common sense. And you know, we've already had seismic change, but uh, but I don't think any of it's based on common sense. Ah. Uh. I just don't see Nick Saban wanting to get involved in it uh, because he probably knows what needs to be done, but when he puts it out there, people are going to scream about it, and then you're going to get lawyers or people trying to fight. What he does? He want that this that headache? <laughs> nah, I, I mean, I think he would better serve the game doing what everybody thinks he's going to do with being on game day and being a national advocate yeah. for the game, and you know, because that's such a big megaphone. And people are going to listen to him. You know, there's not, there's not, I mean, it used to be some fan bases hated Nick Saban, and I'm sure Auburn doesn't care for him too much. But but he's transcended all that, and he's got just an immense amount of respect from everybody. You know, everybody, all the stakeholders would listen. And I think getting that big megaphone on ESPN would uh, would probably serve the game better than it has to deal with that headache. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh 
Do we do we have any confusion at all with with the twelve team playoff that you can see? I know I know number thirteen is going to be hacked off, uh, but do we have anything that concerns you as far as well, getting this thing put together the right way for the first time? Well, in the, in the current format, and they haven't talked about changing it. You're going to have two group of five schools get automatic bids, really, and because uh, there's no more Pac-12. So, and and the rules right now, as they are written, say the top six conference champions. So, there's only four Power Five leagues now, and so you're next. And so you're going to. I don't agree with that because that that's going to take a bid from a, you know, either a, a second best team in the Big Twelve, you know, SEC team, Big Ten team, whatever. So that that's my main concern right now is maybe you need to go to five auto bids and seven at large. Uh, eventually. I would like to see them go uh, to a completely at-large selection. Uh, but then that would maybe take away from conference championship games and stuff like that. So I don't know. But, it's uh, it, it, you know, when, when you start talking about sneaking guys in, teams in that don't deserve it, and there's more than one, you know, that's where I kind of am like, eh, I don't know about that. You know, last year it would have been, what, Liberty and, two, and SMU? Um, those those teams aren't really going to have a chance going going to Notre Dame or uh, whoever the on campus seeds are. And then I'm fascinated because you know this is basically a two year deal for 2024 and 2025, and then the the contract rolls over, and so everybody's got to decide what the format is in 2026. Are they going to go to 16? Uh, what's the auto bid situation? Who's involved? I mean, you don't know what's going to happen between now and then. So that's 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 one thing. That long term, I got my eye on. Whew, uh, we'll we'll see what uh, what happens there. Um, is there going to be a committee? How, how do they, is it going to be the same football committee that's going to vote on it? How do they do that? Un- unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Man, there was a guy on the college football playoff committee. It's like this is Dan so and so. He runs the uh, you know the the the, the, the Dan so and so Chevrolet Kansas City Missouri. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, go read some of those bios, man. I mean, the days of the Tommy Tubervilles and Condoleezza Rices and Jim Groves and things like that are all long gone. They're they're packing that thing with who, who knows who, you know, these days. And uh, luckily they, you know, they've been sort of right, you know, for a while. But, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, again, controversial. The fo- football is so different than basketball in the terms of, yeah, basketball's got this net thing now, which I don't love, but there are some there is some common sense to it with the quad wins and things like that. You know, it used to be the committee Barry would every year they'd have a different thing they emphasize with the RPI. Now you got it quad one, quad two, quad three, three, quad four. And football just doesn't have that. They're just sitting there watching ball and vote, you know, just like the old AP voters used to do. So I guess that's one thing that's still old school college football, but um, you know, so I I'm not Extremely confident that they'll be uh, uh, perfect, but um, you know, for the good of the game, I certainly hope they they are. And all right, JC, tell everybody where they can find you. Get all your great stuff. All right, we had the great Josh Pate on JC and Morgan uh, this week. You can get that on the Chief Sports app. Tons of Alabama stuff. He talked about the the saving impact. Kalen DeBoer uh, talked about a lot of the subjects we just discussed here, and I agree with him. Uh, so download the Chief Sports app. Listen to that very good interview with Josh Pate from 24-7 Sports. 
and uh, check us out, man. We we it's free, so you can't beat free. So go ahead and download that. If it's free, give me three. That's what Dad always says, JC. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate you. Good job. All right, uh, two minute truck uh, thirteen. 30 Martin Road East. That's where you swing by to pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need in preparation for this move. If you want them to pack you, they'll be happy to come in and pack everything up for you. Uh, whether it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. They'll create make great, great care of you and your stuff. It's a stressful situation in two men in truck. Those guys are professional, and they will handle you uh, with care. 205-247-5050. It is two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We do have a broken down vehicle on the shoulder of the road on westbound 2059 before the Highway 11 exit in the Vance area. So look for the flashing lights there. But impact appears to be minimal. Meantime, if you're making the drive on 2059 from Skyland to the I-359 interchange, that's checking in at your normal eight minutes, both directions, eastbound and westbound. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Coming up Thursday morning at 9 a.m., we're going to recap Alabama-Georgia basketball. We'll hear from the head coach of the Crimson Tide, Nate Oates, plus my pal Jeff Spiegel will join us from ABC 3340. Your phone calls and more coming up Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Get go. If you want to pay more, that's your business. If you want to save, that's our business. Tuscaloosa Hyundai, corner of Skyland and Hargrove, TuscaloosaHyundai.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A nice warm-up today with a sunny sky, the high at 60, mostly clear tonight, the low 38. Then very pleasant weather tomorrow and Saturday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs in the mid to upper 60s between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa. One hundred point nine and streaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app. We want to thank Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. They made this seven o'clock hour possible. Going to build the fence, the deck, the pergola. Only one choice. That's Yellowwood. So if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right. Um, Guys, I did find the article about the golf tournament this weekend. Um, that it's a elevated event, so the purse is twenty million. The winner, so there's 80, yeah. 80 people. Uh, the amateurs do not play on the weekend, so eighty right. people. Everybody gets paid. If you win it, you get three point six million. Uh, second place, not a bad payday. 2.16 million. Third, 1.36 million. Um, I'll go all the way down. If you're coming 25th place, Justin, you're going to get 172,000. If you come in dead last, uh, dead last, I was wrong when I said a couple hundred thousand, you're going to take home $32,000. So that's the least amount, and it goes up from there. But if you can get, man, in that top, 10 top 25 you're you know for a guy like nick dunlap he's taking up top 10 if you're number 10 that's five hundred thirty-five thousand uh dollars and that's kind of i guess in response to live right there they wanted to give these guys an opportunity to make some more 
money, money like they need it. But for the winner to get $3.6 million, that's a pretty good payday, isn't it? It sure is. And plus, he's making a lot of money from the the, the uh, clubs that he's using, uh, the shirts that he's wearing. I don't know what, what kind of hat he'll have on. But um, uh, when you do that, you... You sign a contract because you don't know how you know you don't know exactly what's going to happen the next time you play. I mean, you know what's going to happen, but you're playing another tough field, and you know you can play well. Somebody else, can, you can play well and get beat. Yeah. Well, well what's realistic for him to finish in top twenty-five, top fifty in this tournament uh, with his first one as a pro? I mean, I mean, obviously you don't expect him to win it. Uh, if he wins it... I, I'd not. say, I, you know, I'd say he, he has a good chance. If he's 80 playing, he's got a good chance to finish the top 50. Uh, Justin, what do you think? Top 50? Top 25? He'll, he'll, be, he'll be around the cut line. He'll probably... There is no that. cut. Oh, no. no cut. I forgot about that. I, then I agree, top 50. Top 50. Uh, top 25? Can you give him top 25? Top 30. <laughs> top 30. Well, we'll, talk, get, we'll talk about it tomorrow because we'll see how he played today. He gets 172000 if he gets 25000 uh, No, I mean, Uncle Sam's going to get some of that, but he'd be off to a pretty good start. I think the yeah. golfers here at Alabama will make him buy dinner. What do y'all think if they go out? I think so, yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll open up the phone lines in the second hour, 205-342-9904. We had a couple people holding there in the first hour. We couldn't get to them. So dial us right back just to tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Shots have been updated. They're designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn more about a COVID-19 vaccine option at SchedulecovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. News from the NFL where the Seattle Seahawks are hiring Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their next head coach. He has no head coaching experience at any level, and at 36 years old, he's now the youngest head coach in the NFL. The Washington Commander is now the only team left with a head coaching vacancy in the NFL. NBA games of note, Thunder over the Nuggets, 105 to 100. Shea Gilgis Alexander, 34 points in the win for Oklahoma City. Timberwolves roll over the Mavericks, 121 to 87. Minnesota leading the West with a 34 and 14 record. They've got a one game lead on Oklahoma City and a game and a half lead on Denver. Trailblazers topped the Bucks 119 to 115 in his first game back in Portland. Milwaukee's Damian Lillard had 25 points. Suns down the Nets in Brooklyn 136-120 in his first game back in Brooklyn. Phoenix's Kevin Durant 33 points in the win and the Heat knock off the Kings 115 to 106 and snap a seven game losing skid. In college basketball number 10 Kentucky and number 19 New Mexico were upset losers. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines are wide open, 205-342-9904. Dial us up. Let's talk. Alabama football, Nick Dunlap. What do you expect? I got a text in with Doug. He just answered me uh, about where he thinks 
is realistic for, for Nick Dunlap. I'll share that here with in just a second. But we want to thank Andrew Kniffer. He's my all-state insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3, over in Northport. Don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. Uh, if you need home, life, auto, whatever you need, give them a call. 205-722-9201. Andrew Kniffer, all-state insurance. So I asked Doug, I said, what's realistic for Nick out there? Top 30 said that would be... Uh, good finish. Crazy weather all week. Much different than where he won. Uh, Dad, talk to the listeners about, obviously, we understand weather and wind, uh, but, you know, having the, with the nerves of all that and your caddy, uh, knowing the distances, but being able to read the winds and stuff, knowing what club to have in your hand. Uh, and you can have a you can have a snowman in a second when you get out there in conditions like that. How difficult is that uh, for these guys as they get through, especially for a guy like Nick Dunlap, his first time with the nerves and all that as a professional? Well, for for Nick, it's very, the word very difficult. Uh, it's, you know, you got you got to get yourself settled in where you spend the night the night before we practice rounds, getting to the golf course, uh, getting your clubs, you know, and you, you're, I think his caddy's very, very good. I don't know. I don't know his knowledge. Uh, there, there was a suggestion uh, that uh, maybe he get somebody for this particular. And it really knew the course. Uh, I don't know. I don't certainly don't want not knocking the guy. He's God. He's great. I think he's been with him, and probably the best thing for him to do is stay with him. So, but the winds are uh, playing in the wind is is the most difficult thing in golf. Um, you, and, you know, you can see him throwing up grass to see which way the grass is going to go in the wind and those kinds of things. And then the next thing that's is big is, is your putter. Uh, your putter, uh, the greens um, it, are different. And it's, uh, you know, the practice putters, uh, you're, you know, your practice putting and your putting is huge in this. Uh, you can't miss the four-footers. So it's... Uh, and you know it's the first time for you at everything that you that, that you ever wanted to do to play at Pebble and to play with a movie star the first <laughs> somebody that you you've heard of that's going to be with the, probably with the group to some extent I think you've cut a lot of that out but uh, in a pro am that you know you're probably familiar with the people that but not familiar with them but you know them so it's a uh, it's a nerve-wracking deal. It, it, it is the most mental thing that I think anybody, more so than a quarterback at, at, on this coming Sunday, to me, it, the quarterback has got people to help him. The golfer does not have anybody. He's got to hit his own shot. Uh, yes, the, yes, the caddy can help him some, but he's got to hit his own shot. The quarterback's got 10 other guys helping him. Yeah, Justin, uh, just your thoughts. You, you're a golfer. You go up playing golf. Uh, this guy's going out. Not only uh, the nerves of playing in your first uh, pro tournament. He's played in big tournaments now. I mean, he's won a big tournament. So it's that, I don't think that part will bother him. But he is a professional and everything that's come at him. He's on the West Coast uh, after coming back over here. Everything's been a kind of a whirlwind. Uh, for him, and then playing in those conditions that you're going to, have to play, the, the weather's going to be nasty out there. Uh, not ideal for your first tournament for a guy like Nick Nunlap. No, it's not ideal. And let me tell you, and, and our listeners as well, and Coach kind of just touched on it. When you have that pressure, I mean, in the little competitive golf that I have played in in high school, so I know this is 
barely comparable, barely comparable to Pebble Beach and the PGA Tour, but it is a different game. Um, you think you're you're nervous or you're not sure about your swing when you're just on the range. Man, when you're playing for shots and every stroke counts, it's it's uh, it's very tough and very mental, mentally uh, tasking, especially when you're playing for money, <laughs> which I was not doing in high school as well. I am interested in this weather, though, because I think an upside to the weather is if the wind or the rain and everything dies down and you're playing with soft conditions, that's when you can see guys shoot really, really low on the tour because they'll just throw darts up into the green. Yeah, so it would be fun to watch. Uh, and I was just thinking about, like, you know, Deontay Wilder, what he did, he was heavyweight champion. Uh, you got mm-hmm. Dick Dunlap, who's from uh, Huntsville area, went to school here, uh, doing what he's doing. You had Coach Saban, who's iconic, uh, probably the best coach in college football. Uh, there's been a lot, it's a lot of great athletes and all that come through the university, but also the state of Alabama, you guys uh, that are in the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, it's pretty amazing what, what comes through uh, this area and also this state. Uh, really amazed. Yeah. Thank Aaron. <laughs> That's pretty good. Those two pretty good baseball players. <laughs> right? Did you see yeah. the uh, flipping uh, guys 205-342-9904 if you want to get in with it. Did you see the free throw difference between the Purdue and Northwestern game last night? Purdue and Northwestern? Played last night. I did not. Right, I did so not Purdue see Purdue shot. 46 free throws, and Northwestern shot eight. <laughs> and it did go to overtime, uh, and Purdue won 105-96. 46 to eight. 46 to eight on the free throws. Uh, now, I mean, they were 29 for 46, and uh, Northwestern was six for eight. Doug Bell sent me that, and I said, well, they need to stop fouling. Uh, Zach Eady is – Lone took 17. He was 8 for 17, did not shoot that well. But uh, but anyway, uh, we talked a little bit about the um, Alabama-Georgia game. Alabama obviously got down 17-2. to two. But when you watch Alabama play, uh, Nate Oates said he was mad because they were turning down threes. So we don't turn down open threes. Uh, mm. Do you ever feel like they're out of it by the style that they play? No, out? I don't. I, I don't see that they turn down threes. I, they couldn't make any. Uh, one to nine or something before uh, Estrada hit one. Uh, I, I, I didn't, he knows more about it than I do. I watched the game and and um, you know Georgia comes out as as they normally do. They've got some talent there, about as disorganized as they can be down the stretch. In my opinion, not taking anything away from Alabama. But Alabama hung in there um, until people learned to guard uh, Sears. Uh, he's going to be a threat every time he gets the ball. Uh, they they don't know how to guard him. Uh, yet. So, uh, and then when and when uh, Nelson took the first three and made it, and then the second one and made it in a time and it was about a two or three point game. That that kind of iced it. But uh, to stay with to stay with uh, Georgia or to get get better to kind of catch up. Georgia's got 19 turnovers where they just and. Uh, the guy with the hairdo, a Georgia that tried to dunk it, um, I'd send him to the dressing room. Uh, I would send him to the dressing room with the ponytail. Uh, yeah, I send him to the dressing room. Uh, that, Georgia, that had, it, Georgia, any, any, oh, go ahead. Georgia gave about fifty-eight in the second half. 
Yeah. 58? Yeah, 58. Mm-hmm. They just, they, they, you know, you you go to the offensive end, you do, I don't, I'm not sure they know what they're doing, but they do whatever. And I think Mike White was, was a good basketball coach. And then defensively, you know, and the crowd is good, but when you've got a lead like that, the crowd ought to be more than good. The crowd ought to be into that game where you can't breathe, but they weren't. Oh, they, you know, the the cameras always get a group of, of guys that they can throw the camera on and so that you can see there's a big crowd there. That's, that's where that works. They, they'll find somebody, you know, it's like in the Auburn game last night, they found a guy who had on a headgear and had his shirt pulled out and had number two on there. So, uh, uh, you know, they went crazy. But so they, they pick out things that they want to pick out. But it, it, Georgia is – when Hugh Durham was there, and I don't want to go back to Hugh Durham, but he was – boy, you couldn't – they couldn't – you couldn't breathe when you played them. But it, they just – they just don't – they don't perform really, – they, they don't perform well enough for 40 minutes to win the game. Yeah, you just okay. keep thinking. They had Tennessee beat, Tennessee – Somehow got them, but with Alabama, you just keep waiting on them yeah. to come back yeah, uh, because you know they can. All right, let's get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey Barry. Hey Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're good. We're hanging you? in there. I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed um, <laughs> with the conversation concerning uh, Coach DeBoer and and the traditions of Alabama. I, I, I just, you know, I, it, it, it's so disrespectful when we talk about the traditions of Alabama to those that laid the foundation that created the tradition at Alabama. Everybody, Nobody gets it, but uh, only a select few. And the ones that do get it are very, very successful at Alabama. And, and that goes even before. Or Coach Bryant, uh, but Coach Bryant got it, and uh, and Coach Saban, he got it. Uh, your friends, they didn't get it. They, they didn't embrace it. They didn't get it, so it ate their lunch. And uh, and others, I'm not going to call all of them out. Y'all know them just like I do. But it, it, it's, it's fascinating to me that people don't understand Alabama. What are, what are, what are well, the I, I traditions? What I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, right. I'm getting to that. Right. I'm getting to that. I had to lay the groundwork. All right. And, and here it is. 1925, Dr. Denny, who was a great man and a visionary, foresaw what Alabama could be and what sports could do for the enhancement of the university. And when the university, he also saw that when the university would be enhanced, so would the community, so would the area, so would the state, so would the southeast. On and on, I could go on about the contributions that Alabama has made in a positive manner. Do you agree with that? No, I think people don't know that. Right. That's my point. Thank you, Coach. And uh, and see, I, I consider you one of the ones that get it, know the function, how Alabama operates, and that way you were able to do what you were able to do when everybody was not necessarily on board with the enhancing of basketball. You know what I'm saying? 
we could have done a lot more had people been more uh, giving on basketball like they were football and and realize that both could be successfully parallel. You know what I'm saying? All right, be more specific. What are the traditions that are untouchable here at the University of Alabama? The, the, the tradition that is untouchable that nobody gives attention to is the, the development from the early 20s all through the years of using athletics to enhance and build up the university. And you did that by giving what you give to football and letting football be the train that drove everything. And, and, uh, and that is the tradition that, uh, that people overlook. The, the role that sports play, they overlook the importance of it to give us what we have in academics. Okay. That? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think that every school feels that same way about themselves, too, though. Uh, you know, Auburn feels that they that they they the Auburn people feel like that they do more behind the scenes for their school than the Alabama people do. <laughs> I don't know why, well, but they. they, 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 they I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, Coach. I, uh, I, 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 I just sorry. think that I, I and I keep I, I keep getting on these land grant schools that I feel like have a lot of tradition because they care so much about their school. And when I say that, people say, "Well." You know, Auburn, Clemson, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State are four that come to mind. For whatever reason, and I can't tell you why, they have a little bit more understanding of what you're talking about maybe than than the universities of Alabama and Georgia. You, you've already criticized that, and I think you're right. Uh, but I think them, maybe they're not as big, maybe they're not as successful, but I think they care more about what, going on than, than the people that you say don't care at Alabama. Does that make sense? Yeah, Tom, if you were going to talk to Coach DeBoer and said, look, you can you do whatever you want to do in certain areas, but do not touch this. What is that? Well, I will go back to me, and I, and I don't, I, I'm not saying anybody's bad. I just see that the appreciation for what the whole vision is was and has become. See, yeah. Coach Saban is actually a, a coming of fruition to what the dream was originally about. Case in point, enrollment it exploded while Coach Saban was here with the success he had in the sports attracted a lot of students out of state to the University of Alabama, true yeah. or false? Yeah, well, you're right. You're you're right about what you say and 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 the things that he has done. I am right, right and I don't think you're going to agree. I don't think you particularly agree about this. As far as using the word care, I think the the four schools I mentioned care so much for their school. They haven't done as much as Alabama has, but you're fussing right. a little bit about the people that Alabama have not cared. And I think to some degree that's true. I think what Coach Saban did, Tom, is Alabama, to me, had lost its edge before he got here. And he came in and he basically said, this is the way I've got a plan. 
get out of my way, and this is how we're going to do it. Uh, and I mean, I, from I taking the, from I taking agree. the TVs down in the weight room, this ain't going to be no country club. We're fixing to turn turn this thing back into a working environment because that's what put all the national titles up there. And in some ways, Alabama lost that. Maybe it was because of the bickering and the complaining and the fan base was divided and and they were hungry for a winner so i think he brought the edge back to alabama football you're gonna have to you're, you're gonna have to uh tom be careful with how things regard and i like the new guy uh, but you're gonna have to be careful i, I saw it after coach bryant i was like i'm, I'm the only one on this deal that was there with coach with both of them around and I, I saw it, and you're gonna have to be careful as we go in, as you go into a new group. It's, it's it, anything that you do that that's a little bit wrong uh, gets blown up a lot. Oh, I agree with you, Coach. You're exactly right. But uh, the traditions, and look, I, I, I'm not saying other universities have not yeah. made their contributions sure. in their way. Yeah. But I, I'm just yeah. saying Alabama is different because of the vision that was uh, incorporated from the ground level from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? From the beginning. It's always been that vision. That's the tradition is to take sports, be successful in sports because that drives the train, that drives the uh, the uh, the whole picture to making successful on everything, not just sports but on everything. And like I said, uh, Coach Saban tapped into that. He was a culmination of what some of these men in the early days dreamed it could be. And that was enrollment. That was uh, contributions to different, not just sports, not just sports, but to the academics, to the business school, to the engineering, the mathematics. On and on, it grew all of it. You see what I'm saying? And therefore... Lots of contributions was made all around. Even over here, I'm not a college guy. You know, I was too dumb. I had to use my back. I couldn't. I couldn't pass classes, so I had to get a trade. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I still see the benefits of the university, even in my little life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I ain't coach. Uh, said, look, this is a sleeping giant that's going to sleep. I've got a plan. Get on my back. Get out of my way. I'm about to change the culture right. here, and he did it. I think he did. Yes. Well, I don't know how much he changed, but he tapped into – here's – Will Muschamp was at Auburn, right? Yeah. Will quit Auburn and went to Texas when Coach Saban was hired. You know what he said on his way out the door? What's that? He said, Nick Saban woke up an 800-pound gorilla in Tuscaloosa. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Tuscaloosa Toyota, go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. We talked with Justin yesterday. The 2024s are in. So the beautiful Grand Highlanders, all the trucks they got, the the Ravs, the Toyota Camrys, they're there uh, ready to make a deal for you. So swing by Skyland Boulevard if you want to go to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can schedule a service, look at all the vehicles they have on the lot right there and get the process started. Get by there today. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've had a real run on stalled vehicles this morning. The latest to pop up is eastbound 2059 near Covered Bridge Road. Vehicles are on the shoulder, though. They aren't blocking any lanes. We aren't seeing any real backup there. If you're traveling southbound, Lurling Wallace down from Northport, a bit of a backup now as you cross over the bridge and continue on up to the Jack Warner Parkway exit. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet. Minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A nice warm-up today with a sunny sky, the high at 60, mostly clear tonight, the low 38. Then very pleasant weather tomorrow and Saturday. The sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs in the mid to upper 60s between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We've got a couple phone calls here coming in. Uh, let's get right up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tim in. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning. Did anybody tell y'all where Coach Saban's office is at the stadium? I, I heard y'all ask that a couple of times. Yeah, I asked Gary yesterday who's his office is up there. He didn't know. I told him to go find I, it. I, so. Well, I know I know where it is. I said, Barry, I sent your dad a picture of his office. Couldn't find it. In the stadium. And, and uh, next time you're around him, get his phone, get on the social media screen. You'll see a his office, but Fine. you're not going to believe where it Seven. is, and I can't believe stay there. But his office is in the team locker room. In the team locker room? Yeah. This is in the team's locker room. Can you repeat that one more time? I went over there for a game that Connection. wound up in the... Uh, yeah, so let's check that and try to get a... Have him call back. All right, let's get back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Digger in. We'll get Tim situated. Hey, Digger. Hey, Digger. You know, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> oh, boy, Tom. Real quick, there's a fallacy in his little theory about <laughs> athletics. Okay. What is uh, it? Especially at the University of Alabama, talking about how great it was and how Bryant Denny <laughs> role-played this thing into a great thing. Do you know the academic 
outstanding of University of Alabama. Keep in mind, this is a flagship university. You know what you're ranked in the U.S. World Business Report? I'm sure no. you do, okay, You're ranked 165. Oh, my 165. <laughs> okay? Tell me. Please tell me. A flagship university should be at least 50th. You should be. Well, who's number one and where is Texas? State. Where, who's who's number, number one and where is Texas? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Texas is the number one public university in the country. Who is Texas? Where is Georgia? Georgia is number eight. Where is Florida? Number 11. Where is Alabama? 165. Where can, wow. we, find, where can we find this, Digger? Wow. U.S. U.S. Business, it's U.S. Business World Report. Fact check him. Fact check him, Justin. Fact check him, Justin. Okay, now look, and I'm being dead serious here. And I, you're not going to like what I'm going to say here. <laughs> this is, you're the epitome of Meathead University. Epitome of what? Meathead? Yeah. You're a football factory. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a meathead university? I mean, Why? Well, so, so you're saying all these out-of-state people are just coming here for football, not in education. Well, why don't you tell me that? Look, I've got two nephews. Listen, i got two nephews that are going to UA right now. Both of them scored a 36, and they're getting $3,000 a month to go to University of Alabama. Well, why are they going here if they okay. scored a 36? When they scored a 36, that's a pretty good score, buddy. I know. I said, why are they going to Alabama? Because, it's, because the 36 makes it real easy for them to graduate it, from Alabama. Are they meatheads? It's a free ride, and they're getting 3000 bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's easy. It's easy so, to 36. The point I'm trying to make is, is that, <laughs> come on, Auburn, your arch rival, Auburn. I don't care for that university either. In fact, they should be on the death penalty as far as I'm concerned. Okay? They're ranked 90th. They're a full 50 spots ahead of you. Now, Tom, tell me where your academics are, man. That's all I'm asking. Justin, fact, did you fact check him? No, I just think Back it's funny. Check. That Why would I get on this radio Texas and lie to you about Too many people talking at once. Justin, what did you just say? <laughs> I'm saying the most notable Texas alumni is an actor. You want to talk about academics? Matthew McConaughey? Buddy, we're the number one public university in the country. Can you say that? No. No, you can't. No. Okay. Come well, on. What is Come what on. is what is Sark's record against Toast de Boer, uh, Digger? Oh, you love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh and two against the Boer, but we're two and zero oh and Toast de I did ask you oh, that. <laughs> Thank you, Digger. <laughs> All right, God. Digger didn't cut some guts out, hadn't uh, he? Digger didn't. Tom had Digger squirming. Uh, <laughs> so. Tom, what's you? We got to get Digger and Tom on at the same time. No, we don't. <laughs> and let them battle it out. What do you think, uh, Justin? That would be. Would that be good radio to have Digger and Tom? One hundred sixty-five. He said. Yeah. 
He said we had a bunch of meatheads, but then he's got his relatives here, so I don't understand that. But what do you think? I don't know. All right, let's get back to Tim. Tim? What's going on with Tim's phone today? I don't know. I think he's buying new phones. Two people on there. Can you hear me okay? No, you got static. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I've never had this before, but uh, anyway, what I was telling y'all is Coach Saban's office in the stadium is inside the team locker room. Inside the team locker room. I think I'm going to let him go just because that's static, but he's saying it's in the team locker room or at least next to it. All right, maybe we can get it. It ain't in it. All right, well, it's uh, can't be in the team locker room. Like, what, are they going to be dressing out? Coach going to have a seat up on the desk? Well, that, gonna... that, that, it's not in it. <laughs> Maybe close to it. But... Where's Coach? He's in there. All right. Uh, Coach is in there. He got his feet propped up on the desk while they're dressing out. Wow. Let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Maybe we can get Tim back. Well, Prince Scott. Glover and Hayes, attorneys that are outstanding, attorneys that uh, know the law, they know the changes in the law, and the problem is that you've got a problem, and you've been injured, and you shouldn't have been injured. And uh, somebody's come after you, or you have you've felt like that uh, you've been treated improperly, and you need some help, and you don't know what to do. That's just that, that's simple words right there. You call Prince Glover Hayes, Prince Glover and Hayes at three four five one two three four, and you explain to him what's happened to you, and then you go by seven hundred one Rice Mine Road if you need to, and they will represent you in the very very best way. They've, they've been very good, and uh, they're good to the southeast of of Alabama, and uh, throughout the country really, and all of Alabama. Three four five one two three four Prince Glover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember if they don't win, you don't pay. The phone lines are open. Anybody want to follow Digger? Come on. 205-342-9904. You think that call that Digger just had made Tom mad? Oh my I know it made me mad. <laughs> oh my heaven. Tom right now is he's getting his rebuttal uh right now. So uh he is his face is so red right now. Uh, I love Tom. He, you know, I love Digger. They're two different. Get the job done right. That's simple human sense. So contact Pritchett Moore Insurance today and let our professionals find the right insurance solution for you. Visit pm-insurance.com or stop by the Tuscaloosa office today. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. Mari, uh, Justin's been doing a little study in here. We're fact-checking Digger. Uh, are his numbers correct? Is Texas indeed number one uh, based on what you're looking at? What are you looking at there, Justin? I'm looking at the usnews.com, the world report here, which I'm assuming is what at least Digger was claiming. Texas is not number one. They're number nine. And now, granted, <laughs> Alabama's not up there. <laughs> But we're number ninety-one. We're not. Uh, we're not one hundred and sixty or whatever he was saying. All right. Who's number one? Uh, who's number one? Number one was Cal Berkeley, University of California, Berkeley. Oh. Um, I don't know. Is there any other traditions, Dad? Do you agree with me that Alabama had lost its edge before Nick Saban got here, uh, and he came in and? 
completely changed the culture. I don't know if he changed it back to what Coach Bryant had during the winning days, but uh, I think he saw that some things had slipped here, and he said, I'll take the job, but you got to give me a whatever I need to do it, and you got to get out of my way, and I'm going to speak where I want to speak. I'm going to do what I want to do, but you got to let me do it my way. I have a plan. Is that kind of how that went down and had Alabama lost its edge? Yeah, I think it had lost his head, sure, no doubt about it. Um, but but Mal, that's what Mal was going to do. Mal was going to pay him what he wanted, wanted to make, and Mal was going to do for him whatever he needed done. So um, that, that was it. Uh, we gave him, you know, which back then was uh, an astronomical four million a year. Uh, you know, then of course, you know, now you look at it and you, you laugh. But uh, what what he's brought it to. But uh, I would think even. I mean, Coach Saban exceeded uh, what your expectations would be for a guy coming in. I mean, way sure. far exceeded it. Uh, yeah. And now, has he kind of started new traditions here at Alabama that that the next guy kind of needs to make sure he carries on? I'm not talking about style of play. I'm talking about the walk of champions and some of the different things that they do uh, here were kind of brought in by Coach Saban. Is, is that new traditions that you see here based on what Coach did? Well, yeah, I think it's a change, no doubt about it. Coach Bryant changed things when he came, and everybody, everybody that followed Coach Bryant tried to do the things they wanted to do, and then now coaches come in and, and done things quite differently, and it's all been pluses. And I think the big thing is he's been able to handle things off the field. He's been able to say the right things at the press conference. He's been able to handle the people, and he's done a lot for the community. But uh, besides that, of course, he's won. He, he wouldn't have been able to do anything like this had he not won, and he he won. You know, they they got after him some after, two, after a season with two losses after the loss to the loss to the team in Louisiana shouldn't have lost to, but you know they got after him. But um, he just he he just there's a, there's a different kind of guy. Yeah, um, I think what you said there is key. You come in, you can change all this stuff. But if you don't win, then everybody's looking at you like, you know, you got to win. If you win, then everybody gets behind you and they buy in. But doing all that and then not winning does not work. Uh, they will run you right out of town. All right, get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline and get Cowboy in. Good morning, Cowboy. Good morning, Barry and Coach. Hey, Barry, I was wondering. With you, do you ever go watch any of uh, West Alabama basketball, or back, or I know you're coaching now. Have you ever watched any of their basketball? I have, clubs? I have not. I mean, I knew Al Sharp. He used to be uh, the coach uh, there. Actually, coached him at Lipscomb. He's not there anymore. He's at a junior college up at Wallace and Hansel. Uh, my assistant, yeah. actually Jacob Acker, played at West Alabama for Mike Newell uh, back in the day. But I do not go up, and I just there's just no time for me to, to do that. Yeah. I was wondering, you know, if they play a pretty good brand of basketball in that Gulf South Conference and, um, and you know, and, you know, just kind of wondering how it was if you'd ever been to any of their games before um, that GPS is telling me where to go. No, I thought uh, maybe it was our I, phone line, not Tim's. That no, time. no. <laughs> I'm going somewhere and Fort Worth, I know how to get there, but it's trying to tell me. All right, let me ask you, Cowboy, did you hear Tom's call? No, I was wondering. uh, Then I heard Digger call. 
Yeah, you had I, to hear Tom. I, I, don't, but... I don't want to start anything, but Digger, maybe we all get on the line. Me, you, me, you, Tom, Digger, we'll figure this thing out or whatever. <laughs> have a debate. Mix a little Bryce in there. Yeah. Y'all got to get Bryce off of suspension. I think he's been suspended or something. I hadn't heard him on the show. Uh, what did he get suspended for? Oh, I don't know. You said he hadn't called in a while. Well, we didn't suspend him. Has, uh, just as Bryce been suspended from time to 1.9. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell Maybe he and Nick Pringle got suspended together. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he. Um, heck, maybe he's listening to Drew DeArmond up there. Out of way, I don't know. You never know, Bryce. You know, he told me that Michigan was going to lose by two touchdowns. Alabama. I said, I don't think so, Bryce. They're a proud program. Oh, Chip, uh, Brian Kelly. He's going to the Michigan. I said, no, I don't think that's going to happen either. So. Maybe he's in hiding. You know? Yeah, Drew DeArmond is really good, but I think everybody has him as a guest. Hell, he might as well have his own show down here. Every, everybody's got him as a guest on there. He doesn't come. He used to come on our show, but I think he has a show going on at the same time as we do. Yeah. But everybody has Drew DeArmond on, uh, every, oh, yeah. every host. But us. Yeah. So. Hey, I, I never told you. I appreciate you getting in touch with me with that land guy. He got me in touch with another guy, but we just hadn't been able to find any property over there in West Alabama, but we'll keep plugging away, you know. Maybe right. something come up. All right, Let's Cowboy. Go. That was Cowboy. a good win by Alabama last night. Yeah, they uh, had to come back. You got to you got to play Alabama for 40 minutes because uh, they'll eventually get hot. And uh, I think Georgia uh, mentally just didn't think they were going to be able to close that. That's two games at home they've lost that they should have won. Uh, Alabama and Tennessee, uh, they gave them both. They'll be kicking themselves when they're, when they're in the NIT over those two games, uh, Cowboy. Yeah. Hey, you said something last week I thought was pretty good uh, about the Texas basketball coach. I'm kind of like you. I don't think he's long for the job. No. Um, and uh, do you think uh, Del Conte would try to hire Jamie Dixon down there, or who do you think might be in an eye for that job? I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what, you know, how long they'll give him there. Uh, I heard Gary or somebody saying yesterday, and I could see this happening. Uh, Louisville is going to make a change, and they're going to come strong after Nate Oates. Uh, so we'll see if that happens. Um, I don't know what coach would do there, but Alabama would have to decide. Are they going to pony up or? But he's going to be in demand. Got jobs at Louisville, and if Texas ever opened, I'm sure those people would come after him. So, yeah, I, yeah, but um, I don't, I don't know if it'd be a slam dunk hire because he hadn't been able to get past the Sweet Sixteen yet till he does that. Oh, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but you know that's the. Got to get past that high water mark for oh, you, really? really. He just took a team that won the SEC title and only returned three players and recruited a good enough group to be in first place again. So I don't know. He's doing yeah. Doing something well, right. I mean, we got a long way to go in the league, and you know, Kentucky might make a change too after this year because Kentucky you know, ain't making. Do you know, know how much they would owe him to change. make a change? They they'd owe him. They'd have to back up seven trucks to dump it dump it on him. They, oh, I know. We talked we talked about it last year, but it just how long is Kentucky going to allow themselves to be irrelevant? Well, I don't know, Jerry. But I, I, I don't know. It's over yet. 
I mean, they're well, ir- yeah, are they irrelevant? Point. You know, you got a good point. It's early. No sense in jumping off the bridge or saying any comment that I'd have to eat in March. Well, the only thing but, I said that before, might be four losses, and Kentucky's already got three. So yeah, I ain't Kentucky's ranked, of course, they'll fall. They're ranked number 10. But that home loss to Florida uh, it was surprising, to be honest with you, that Florida went in there and beat them last night. So. Florida's pretty good. Yeah, then they, they got Tennessee at home this Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, that should be interesting. Okay, well they'll beat Tennessee. I don't. Tennessee's Tennessee, coming I off that home them. loss to uh, South Carolina, so they're going to be angry, rolling up in there. So that'll be a big yeah. game. It will. Well, look, uh, be good. How's your team doing, Barry? We're uh, play tonight. Uh, we are. What is our record here? We're twenty-two and four. We played the last regular season game tonight and then the area tournament uh starts next week so we'll see how we do we're not playing very good we're not playing yeah we're not playing very good right now thank you cowboy is your dad your assistant on the bench or consultant Uh, only only when we win he is i got you all right that's the way to be thank you cowboy yes justin so we have drawn up some attention from the app. Okay. <laughs> uh, John on the app is letting us know that in his sources that he's found on the web, okay. Alabama's number 49. Okay. Texas is still not number one. It's UCLA. Um, Johnny G has some choice words that I'm probably not going to say on, on the air. <laughs> well, maybe you don't use the actual cuss word. Yeah, yeah. So Johnny G's just, I guess... To sum it up, he's a little confused as to why Digger listens if, uh, you know, we're so unacademic here in Alabama. But we like Digger. We like him listening, and we like the conversation he brings. So we want Digger to keep us. Read that. I don't know why I'm not getting the app messages today. For some Read him the one from the guy from Florence that asked a question. Uh, we had somebody from Florence chime in, Dad, that wanted to know what, Justin? Yeah, he had a question for you, Coach. Um, let me see here. He's a... Uh, Got a question about football players who go to class and professors who know they're making millions. He thinks, uh, do you think they hold some sort of grudge against those athletes, student-athletes, if they know they're making so much and money? Who did this guy say that he yeah, knew? Yeah, he's uh, from Florence, Green Hill. He's the, Yeah, Green Hill. That's, that's where I got a dollar yeah. store. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's uh, He's uh, friends with uh, Johnny Johnston. He coaches football at Mars Hill. There you go. So do you think professors, Dad, now hold a grudge against players that are making more money than them at the ages of 18, 19, 20? I doubt it. I doubt that they do that. You're always going to have different personalities uh, being officials, uh, being teachers, uh, just like you are coaches. And there may be some, but I I think the majority of them really don't know and don't care. And some of them like football and some of them don't care for it. Some of them don't. They just don't keep up with that kind of stuff. But they, you know, you've got a few. But I don't. I don't think it's a factor. No. Yeah. Um, probably not. I think probably most of some professors, uh, Justin, are anti-athletics. But the 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 academic people that that cover athletics know that, and they don't put those guys in their classes. They they already know who this. Stay away from now. There's some players that you can put in any class, and they're going to go in there and perform. Uh, but certain guys, uh, they keep them away from certain professors. And one that would hold a grudge, they're probably not getting many athletes in their class. Just to be quite honest with you. Well, so. a majority of the professors in almost all of my classes that I've had, and I've had classes with several of the football guys 
um, are very understanding. I think, yeah. just because it's so big here, kind of like what Tom was, was getting at, but most of them, most of them. Do you think uh, Nick Dunlap's professors will work with him if he wants them to? You know, <laughs> I'm going to pull up the video saying he wasn't doing the homework, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to show him and say that's that's coming off the grades, yeah. Uh, no, I think they would work You want to... Uh, let me not be on the show tomorrow and let Tom and, and Digger be on with you. Why don't we let Tom and Digger just have the show tomorrow and you and I can just stay off? How about that? <laughs> if they want to do that, send, if y'all want them, us to do that, send us a couple messages on that. We'll let Tom and Digger fight for two hours. Uh, yes, I'll mediate. Uh, yeah, and you mediate. And you let us know Monday how it went. You listen to 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've had a real run on stalled vehicles this morning. The latest to pop up is eastbound 2059 near Covered Bridge Road. Vehicles are on the shoulder, though. They aren't blocking any lanes. We aren't seeing any real backup there. If you're traveling southbound, Lurling Wallace. Minkota Trolling Motors, Hummingbird, Garmin, and Lowrance Electronics, as well as Fishing Tackle. PTG Outdoors located in the old LL Marine location in Northport. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A nice warm-up today with a sunny sky, the high at 60, mostly clear tonight, the low 38. Then very pleasant weather tomorrow and Saturday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs in the mid to upper 60s between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room tonight uh, out at Northridge. Uh, last game, regular season game. A lot of people said, I've been wanting to get out and watch your team play. Well, tonight's the night to do it. Uh, we honored uh, four seniors uh, tonight. I'll uh, take on Bibb County, Russ Wallace, a good friend of mine. Russ does a good job at Bibb County. Uh, and so uh, we'll be out there. Got a JV game, boys at 4.30. Uh, the varsity girls will play at 6. Then we'll have a pretty short ceremony. There's only four seniors right after that. And then we'll get playing. So who was that uh, calling in? You were laughing uh, there, Justin, so I'm worried. Uh, nothing to worry about. That was Tom. Yes. Um, and he has re- respectfully declined the invitation <laughs> to argue with Digger. <laughs> he does not want to argue with Digger. So he's going to make me argue with Digger uh, and give uh, Sark's record against Coach DeBoer. Uh, but, uh, you know, two different opinions. So we got rankings all over the place uh, there. So there's so many different rankings um but i don't know but uh dad do you think the out-of-state uh enrollment will go down with coach saban in jupiter florida oh i don't think so maybe maybe i don't i doubt it you know Justin? they're looking at they're looking at the word alabama and alabama football for they come because of football I don't think it will. No, I think, are I think they coming they start, more? I think if they start losing that, it'll style off, style off a little bit. Justin, are they coming more for the football or the sororities? Which are they coming more for? The, that, 
See, I don't think we've talked about that. Greek life is a draw. These people from not in the South love their Greek life, and they'll come to the SEC just for that. Don't you ever like to get on TikTok during Alabama Rush? No, I I think I had to delete it during the season this year. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I don't know. We'll see if it – so would you – Want to own a bunch of apartments around campus right now, uh, Dad? If you are, of course, people, sure. people have made a killing uh, on those around here. Um, oh, I, ain't good. I don't know if I kept changing. All right. So you think the enrollment will stay the same? All right. Uh, that's it uh, for today's show. We'll get out of here. We'll make way for the Gary Harris show. Maybe Digger and Tom can fight on the Gary Harris show. Uh, maybe you do a better job of mediating that. Uh, Justin, appreciate it. It's been kind of a fun show. Different. Uh, we didn't just beat the Alabama football thing to death. Uh, but Alabama basketball on Saturday night, I understand it's a hard sellout. Uh, so... Uh, I had a guy actually message me for some tickets, so we'll be out there. I'm going to go out there on Saturday night, 7.30. Mississippi State will be in town, uh, so get out there and support Alabama basketball. Get out and support your local high schools as well. Everybody's getting ready for the area. Tournaments will start. Some of them start as early as Saturday, so uh, check with your school there and get out and support these kids. That's it for today's show. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. It's the home of Alabama Sports.